welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Yellow. And welcome to episode 11, where we are going to discuss dynasty rookie wide receivers now that the draft has taken place and these guys are in on their teams that are going to be playing for at least the next four years we have a much better idea of you know where these guys sit now on depth charts who they're what scheme they're in who they're being coached by and you know like we said before where you get drafted changes everything and now for the next about eight podcasts we're really going to break down these rookie wide receivers and we're going to give you our opinions on them and we're going to get in depth on them uh not just receivers but running backs quarterbacks and tight ends uh, obviously there's more receivers so we are going to have probably about three shows here on the receivers today is uh part one we're going to get talk about the first seven receivers and we're going to slightly get into that second round of the draft and i mean let's get right into it um, Sammy Watkins and you know Sammy Watkins is still the number one receiver on my board and he was the first run re- receiver taken at four overall when the Buffalo traded with the Browns and they gave up two first round picks to get him and I know after the draft people were saying hey do I take Sammy Watkins uh, number one overall still you know because of the situation and absolutely you absolutely still take Sammy Watkins number one overall he's still number one overall all on my board, um, you know, talent supersedes everything. And this guy is just unbelievable. He's already, you know, you're already hearing out of Buffalo that he's the first in there. He's watching tape and working out at 6.30 in the morning. He's out there on the practice field running routes by himself. I mean, the guy's an animal. 6'1", 2'11", just a beast. He's, he's my number one receiver, hands down. I mean, even without, I, I hadn't read those reports before. Um, about him coming in early and all that. Um, even without that, though, I mean, the guy is a special talent on top of that. And then you, if you throw in a, a work ethic like you're talking about, I mean, there's no reason that he wouldn't be number one. Yeah, and absolutely. And when, and when you want to talk about, like, situation-wise, um, as, you know, people say with the Bills. Well, I told you, Matt, I was like, who, who was worse last year in passing yards per game, the Bills or the Bucks? Who would you think? I mean, I would. I mean, I would guess the Bills. Yeah, and the Bucks were dead last last year. Wow, thirty two out of thirty two teams, um, in the passing yards per game with Vincent Jackson there, and the Bills didn't have anybody, and they had no quarterback either. You know, the Bills averaged one hundred seventy six point two passing yards per game. Uh, I mean, the Bucks and the Bills were twenty eighth in the league with one hundred ninety three point nine, which is about twenty yards more with Thaddeus Lewis and. Jeff Tool, the Tool Man, <laughs> Jeff the Tool Man Taylor, Jeff Tool throwing the ball. Uh, so I mean, if you're talking about p- passing situation, then there you go. I mean, Sammy technically would be in a better situation there, and you know, there's they're surrounding EJ EJ Manuel with talent, right? And that's what they got to do. And you don't trade up two first round picks if you don't make this guy the focal point of your offense. I mean, Mike Williams is locked in probably on the outside. It's going to be him and Robert Woods, and they're going to use him heavily. Right. I mean, he's going to be the number one receiver there out the gates. I mean, there's really, I mean, there's not a ton of, of 
people that have his kind of potential on their team. So, I mean, there is C.J. Spiller in the running game, who is a game-breaker as well. But, I, uh, CJ, I mean, Sammy Watkins is just, he's going to be the number one offense, or number one option in that offense, I think, within the next two years, for sure. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's a no-brainer. He's going to be the number one receiver. He, we've been talking about him for months upon months. I mean, Mike and I have been talking about him since his freshman year. Um, the guy's just a beast. And, again, I mean, you don't trade up two first, you don't give up two first-round picks to move up. They're talking about moving up number one overall to grab this guy. And they're going to make him the focal point of their offense. EJ, EJ Manuel is going to rely on him as a crutch. Um, they do have a good running game. <laughs> I mean, Spiller is going to get, like, 12 to 15 touches. But like you, I know we were talking about earlier. You know they're surrounding EJ Manuel with talent, and that's what they're going to have to do. And so, I mean, that's what they have to do with a, with a young wide or a young quarterback is, is get him weapons, and that's exactly what Sammy Watkins is. He's a huge weapon. So yeah, and I mean he's going into number one, and Mike Evans is going to Tampa. And again, I love Mike Evans. I really do. He's he's the number two clear cut choice to me by far. And if you like Evans more than Sammy, and that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to tell you he's you know Sammy should still be number one. But Evans going to a situation. Where, you know, who's the head coach there now? Lovey Smith. Right. Uh, they're not, you know, he's not a, he's not a vertical passing coach. He's conservative, you know, defensive-minded guy. Yeah. I mean, Vincent Jackson's a clear-cut number one receiver there. You know, Mike Evans will, you know, take over that in a couple of years as well. But at the same time, they drafted Austin Safarian Jenkins too. So there's three options there that are all big guys. Right. I mean, right. I mean, red zone targets would be like normally, you know, something you'd key in for a guy that's six foot five. But there's two other guys on his team that are six foot five as well that are going to be taking, you know, some of those red zone opportunities away. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Sammy, he's going to be the main target, I think, down there. Absolutely. I mean, if we jump ahead in the future, um, like, so at, like, three years from now, and, uh, you know, Mike Evans, who's only been playing basketball for three years, um, he's only 21. He starts to really. This is it. He puts it together. He's a top 15 fantasy product. But maybe he's the guy that's starting to get double teamed in the red zone, and they're just going to go to Safarian Jenkins, who's 6'5 as well. And he becomes like how we compared Safarian Jenkins to Gronk before that just touchdown machine. He's scoring, like Safarian Jenkins just starts scoring 12 touchdowns a game. Uh, not, not a game. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Uh, but a year. And again, I mean, I'm just trying to you know play devil's advocate here. Do people say, oh, well, Evans is a bit better situation. Well, you know, Buffalo, again, Jeff Tool, you know, if your quarterback's name is Tool, I mean, it says it all. And, you know, Thaddeus Lewis and EJ Manuel, who's a rookie, are passing for more yards per game before Levy Smith comes in to coach. You know, Buffalo is a better situation for if you're a receiver last year than Tampa Bay, which is crazy to say. Um, but it, that's just the case. So, you know, if you're going stats-wise, Sammy's in a better, better spot. He's a better player. Sammy Watkins, clear cut for me. You too? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't think you can go wrong either way. Like you said, I mean, if you pick Mike Evans, I mean, it must be you're in love with, you know, a, a six foot five guy. I mean, that's the only reason I could see somebody making the move to pick Mike Evans first, but they both have a lot of upside. I just think Sammy's is elite wide receiver one upside. Uh, and I think. Mike Evans is, you know, he could be a wide receiver one. But. Yeah, and I see him there too. I mean, again, this is not to talk down Mike Evans. Right. I see him as being a number one wide receiver two too. And if you have a one two pick here, I mean, you're it's not a really bad situation. I know we were talking about earlier. If you have a top four pick, top eight pick this year, it's kind of like right. you're in a really good situation. Um, let's could, move on to yeah, let's move on to Mike Evans. Um, again, six five two thirty one, 
going to the Bucks. He runs a four five three. He's only twenty one. He's got those really long arms, you know, thirty five and an eighth of an inch. You know, he's a thirty seven inch vertical. So this guy's gonna go get the ball for you, and he can block. Um, he's a really good comparison to Vincent Jackson, and he'll he'll eventually be their number one receiver. Um, and you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he comes in and scores some touchdowns right away. And I can see people saying, "Oh, see, told you, Mike Evans is gonna is better than Sammy Watkins." Right. Slow your roll. Right. Yeah, he's back. Yeah, we're give, talking give Sammy. Yeah, yeah, give it two or three years and see who pops out on top. I have a feeling it's gonna be Sammy Watkins. Yeah, and I'm with you. And I mean, if you get Evans, you're getting a really good receiver. You're getting that big, tall, the, the, somebody that you're looking for. And it wouldn't shock me if Evans became the number one fantasy receiver of this draft. Um, I I think that's gonna be Sammy. But at the same time, it wouldn't shock me down the road if like Jordan Matthews became the number one fantasy receiver of this draft. That would shock me. But just because okay, that... Sammy Watkins is in this draft, I mean, without minus him, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that's true. I guess it would shock me. I'm, I'm already back to backpedaling on what I'm saying <laughs> over here. Really, um, in your back end. But yeah, I mean, those top two. I mean, both guys. You know, it, it's a really good spot. You're getting two guys that are really talented. Um, again, I mean, I like Evans in Tampa Bay, but at the same time, I mean, you know, Mike Lenz a question mark about is he going to be the quarterback of the future? It doesn't seem like they're totally sold on him. And Josh McGowan's no spring chicken, so who's going to be throwing both these guys the ball? My, be, my, my best bet is, you know, Josh McGowan's kind of holding on the fort for this year. By about midway through the year, I bet you Glennon's starting. And by next year, they're picking a new quarterback. Probably. They're probably being a quarterback, you know, since they, they went young everywhere else, and they're going to build up and grab that young receiver. And mm-hmm. they, they, this year, they're like, hey, let's put all the place, pieces in place so when we do bring this next guy in, he's got a really good core around him um so yeah i mean evans was the seventh overall pick in the first round um right after that right outside that top 10 uh we have odell beckham um odell beckham 511 198 uh he's going to the giants 443 speed who's a really good route runner um he kind of reminds me of i know you made a really good comp earlier in the day too but he reminds me of like a a bulkier kind of better victor cruz um, I can't remember who you, do you remember who you were talking, remember doing compares yesterday? You had a really good one. Uh, I was thinking of a Randall Cobb type because, yes. you know, they're bringing in the um, Green Bay offense and I think he could fill a similar role to uh, Randall Cobb. And that's just my biggest, that's my biggest board. Like, I'm not down on Beckham. Mm-hmm. It's just, I like so many other people ahead of Beckham. Right. You know, I'm a really big Jordan Matthews fan. Um, I like, again, we, we were down on Brandon Cooks all year, a little bit just because of his size and everything, but he landed in the most, the best situation possible with the Saints. Absolutely. So those are two guys right there. And then Pac, even Ebron, I like ahead of Beckham. Um, so, and it's weird because I'm not down on Beckham. Right, right. Let me ask you a question. Um, because we were talking earlier about, you know, how there's only a handful of actual bona fide wide receiver ones in, in all of, you know, fantasy football. Mm-hmm. So do you see Odell Beckham ever getting there? I mean, or, or better yet, somebody I'm comparing him to. Where do you see Randall Cobb? See, that let me let me get to your first question. Okay, that's one. I think that's my biggest problem with Beckham is I see him as a really good wide receiver too, mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing by any means. A good wide receiver too is a, a hell of a contributor, and but it just that's where I see him. I see him as being a really good n- number two receiver, never the opportunity to be a number one wide receiver. Right. And with Randall Cobb, I could I could. 
He's like a borderline. He's like a low-end wide receiver one, so, super high wide receiver two, which is weird because Cobb gets drafted super high anywhere where you see him, right? which is kind of odd too because he's a free agent after this year, and there's no guarantee they're going to resign him. Definitely with them taking Devontae Adams, and it's going to have to be between him and they Jordy took, Nelson. They took three wide receivers this draft. Yeah, so they might let all both those guys walk. Right. So for me, I mean, that that's a good, that's a good comp all the way around because that's where I see – Randall Cobb is a low-end wide receiver, one, where I see Beckham as a high-end wide receiver, two. And I see him, like, I see Beckham, like, worst case, the way I see him is, like, wide receiver three. That's, like, worst case scenario. I feel, I, I like, Randall Cobb's one of those type of guys, like, if you have him as your, as your wide receiver one, you better have a really good wide receiver two. Yes. And I, I feel very similar to Odell Beckham. Like, you... You better have a really, really solid number two if he's going to end up being your wide receiver one. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's, you're in a good place for me there. Like, right. yeah, and it, that's an excellent point you make too because, yeah, it's like, people going like, oh, who are your receivers? Like, oh, I got Victor Cruz and Randall Cobb and who, you know, Cecil right. Shorts, whatever. Like, oh, your receiver core is really good, but it's like, you know, and everybody's on Randall Cobb because when he plays, like, he's done pretty good. But I mean, the guy hasn't done a whole lot. Right for fantasy football in the league yet. I mean, he's just more into all potential with Aaron Rodgers. And again, I mean, this is a point of point. I mean, he's a free agent of this year. His contract's already up. So what has he done for you that's, you know, so, that makes him so special? He's the first receiver in these re- dynasty redrafts where people are like, I got to get Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb to me is somebody like, yeah, he does have all the potential to be really good. Somebody kind of like a Beckham. Like, I just kind of really kind of step aside and let somebody else take him. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not because I'm bet- down on Beckham. Right. It's just... I like other people more. Right. That's all. And which is crazy because he's the third receiver taking this draft. NFL people have been hyping him up. No tomorrow. He goes to Tom, you know, he's going to the Giants. Victor Cruz is there. Offset. I'm a little bit worried about Eli. I know you brought up the point about Green Bay's uh, QB coach, right? That is now the coordinator there. Right. Um, and, you know, which is, that's exciting. But at the same time, it just, I mean, does Eli get it together? Uh, it's just, I'm just. It's not something I'm really, again, if he was there like the end of the first round, I'm like, oh, what a steal. How'd you guys let this guy get to me at nine? Uh, I got to take Beckham at nine, where he can go as high as four Absolutely. in some of these dynasty right. drafts. It's just, it's not my really, it's just not something I want to take that high. There's just other receivers we're going to talk about here that I like more than him. Um, for example, the next guy that was taken at 120, you know, the 20th pick in the first round, the Saints traded up to grab Brandon Cooks. Again, we were kind of down on Brandon Cooks in a year just because we like the bigger receivers and whatnot. But you're talking about a guy that landed in the most ideal spot in all of these picks. And if anybody was drafted in this league, Brandon Cooks lands in the most awesome spot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we even mentioned in, in some of those pre-draft um, podcasts that, like, if, you know, if, he, if anyone lands at the States, their, their situation is so golden that yeah. they're going to shoot up the board. And, and this is the case for him. And they traded up for him. Right. This is like, here's, here's one of my favorite things, this quote from Rob Ryan recently. Rob Ryan said, anytime a player is handpicked by Sean Payton to play offense at receiver, you better believe he's going to be something. Love that quote. I mean, it totally piqued my interest. And, and yeah, it definitely influenced me to move him up a little bit. I mean, just the, I mean, not necessarily the quote, but the thought process behind that. Everybody love Cooks. I mean, here's, here's a tidbit for you, too. This, this actually broke today here in Cleveland. Um, a local reporter, Tony Grossi, who, who writes for ESPN here in Cleveland, broke today on his uh, show that when the Browns were trying to trade up in that draft, 
one of the players they were actually targeting to trade up, it wasn't just necessarily Johnny Manziel. They were trying to get Brandon Cooks. I mean, this guy was a coveted guy. I know he went 20th overall, but people really liked his game. I mean, he's going to a situation where, I mean, he's still be the focal point of that offense. I mean, you got Jimmy Graham, yeah. Marcus Colston's no spring chicken. I like Pierre Thomas a lot, but, I mean, come on. When you got Brandon Cooks, Jimmy Graham, and Marcus Colston, you don't need to run the ball that much. I mean, they're going to, they're gonna they're gonna really focus on getting this guy the ball. He's gonna move all over. I mean, just if he takes Darren Sproles receptions right. of him as a running back, mm-hmm. that puts him as like a top fifteen receiver right there. Somebody I mean, somebody's gotta get those receptions. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about New Orleans running the ball a lot more, but I don't I really don't buy that. I mean, Sean Payton doesn't want to run the ball. Yeah, it's I'm just not, not it's either. just not in his nature. He doesn't want to do it. Yeah. I mean, if you have a coach like Sean Payton too, who's such he's so smart. As a coach, he's going to find ways to get Cooks the ball. And this guy's just going to be a playmaker. He's going to be a PPR monster, I think. You know, I think he's going to be somebody that can catch, easily catch 100 balls. Going back to Sean Payton's smarts, he's smart enough to know that they're not good at running the ball. So they're going to be passing the ball. I mean, it's just the way it is. I like Pierre. But I think Pierre's going to catch more balls, too, at the same time. I he's, think they're going to utilize he's him gonna a little catch, more in yeah, the I definitely think he's going to. He's going to make up for some of that lost receptions, you know, that mm-hmm. Sproles. Sproles took to Philadelphia, but there, there's no way that they're going to, you know, turn into like a power running team or a run oriented team. So if somebody went on DynastyNerds.com right now, where do you have Cooks overall? Overall or just overall my receivers. wide receivers? receivers. He's, uh, Cooks is four. Me too. Yeah. Me too, because I have Jordan Matthews, number three. Yes, I have Jordan Matthews as well. Look at us thinking alike, which is weird. <laughs> Which is I'm, and I, which is weird because I've seen a lot of mock drafts where Matthews has gone like nine, eighth, seventh. But I'll say this much: I've had Jordan Matthews as my number three wide receiver since the college football season ended. I've loved this kid's game all along. I've not, I've not moved on that. I've not. People have been talking Beckham, Cooks, all this, and moving people up and down the boards. Jordan Matthews has been number one th- three receiver all year long. Another guy that landed in a really good spot oh, with another offensive man. genius. Love that offense. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, so. It's a fantasy football player's, like, dream is to have players on a, on a team like that. So. Go, 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 yeah. go, go. And, again, I mean, for me, it's like a hair. Like, it's just a hair. And it's just simply because I've been on Matthews all along where, you know, somebody's taking cooks ahead of Matthews. Like, I see it. I get it, man. You know, I'm all for it. It's just me if I had to. Almost like to prove a point, like, listen, I've been on this guy all year. I, I'm taking Matthews. I'm a true believer. I think he could be a true number one. Where I think Cooks can be a number one receiver because of production, I think Brent Jordan Matthews could be a true number one receiver. Well, he fits the bill physically. For, I mean, I think you and I have a very similar idea of what we like in wide receivers as far as size. 6'3", 212. Yeah, and he fits that to the T. Destroy the SEC at Vanderbilt. Right. I mean, so... Yeah, definitely for that reason, he, I think that's why he's pushed up above Cooks for both of them. Yeah, and I, and I know we're jumping ahead here. We, I know we said we're going to go in order and we're jumping. You know, Ma- Jordan Matthews was the 10th pick in the second round, but we're kind of leaning back towards the rankings. Okay, we're kind of getting the rankings here. And I know we said before, it's like, oh, if we had a top two pick. But, like, yeah, literally, like, can top it. Like, literally, with Beckham, like, if you threw Carlos Hyde, Eric Ebron, and Bishop Sankey, and Jordan Matthews, Brandon Cooks, Mike Evans and Sammy Watkins, those like top eight guys, to me, they're all like, to me, I see. Now, granted, will they all be for sure things? Probably not. But to me, they're all sure things. Like, if I have a top eight pick, I'm feeling very comfortable. Any way the cookies fall, um, 
I'm feeling really good about getting any one of those guys. Exactly. I mean, that's why there's actually a guy in our league that's been hounding me. He's, he picks directly ahead of me and directly behind me, and for whatever reason, he thinks I'm dumb enough to tell him what I'm going to pick. Who do you like? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I mean, A, there's so many guys that I'm going to like when that pick comes up, you know? I, I feel comfortable grabbing probably three guys. So, I'm not, I mean, I, I just, he keeps trying to pump me for information. I'm like, yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, that guy's good. Yeah, I like that guy too. I like him too. Yeah, I like. I mean, so it's like a, I'm giving him absolutely nothing, and I, I think it's driving him absolutely crazy. Well, if you're at eight, that's a, we just said. If you're at eight, that's exactly where I'll I'm take at. whoever's. I'll take who's there, and exactly. I'm literally I'm not upset about who I get. Right. Yeah, you know, I'm really not. So you said A. What's B? All right, I didn't have a B. No, I got B for you. All right. Hey nerd, why don't you get on dynastynerd.com dot not <laughs> and just look at my rankings and see who I like there at eight, man. That's, yeah, that's what I should have told him. <laughs> Get it together over there. Come on. I mean, you would think he wouldn't have to ask, but I guess. Do you want to know who I like? Yeah. It's on DynastyNerds.com for the world to see yeah, who exactly. I like. Um, but, yeah, Jordan Matthews is just one of those guys, man, 6'3", 212, going to Philly. Um, I'm not a really big Riley Cooper fan at all. I know they signed an extension, but I see him more as a role player. If you're starting Riley Cooper on your fantasy team, it's because your team's hurting a little bit. Um. Jeremy Macklin's on a one-year deal. Don't know what's going to happen there. So I can see Jordan Matthews long-term. Again, I like Brandon Cook's immediate return. Mm -hmm. I like Jordan Matthews long-term. Because, again, Chip Kelly has an up-tempo offense. And we've got to see if he can come in here and grasp all that. You know, coming from Vanderbilt, he's got to get used to NFL speed and Chip Kelly's offense at the same time. Um, And I just see Jordan Matthews as being a true number one NFL receiver. With Nick Foles, who's his young too, they can grow, get a good rapport to go in, and he can just dominate and be a consistent top 10 fantasy receiver. Um, what do you like about Matthews? Are you worried about that at all, about him, you know, right away? Because I know, I know we said earlier, like, you thought he can come in right away. I kind of, yeah, I kind of, I'm on the flip side of that a little bit because I think the way that they run practices there in Chip Kelly's offense, they run a ton of plays even in practice. So I, I believe if, Matthews can grasp the mental aspect of, of, of the NFL game and of Chip Kelly's offense. I think he's going to have a great opportunity to produce right away because they just, there is so many repetitions that they go through in practice. I, I feel like that's the kind of offense that people can, that they can actually get like a, a young wide receiver ready. And that kind of, that's, that kind of brings my point too. Where I'm like, well, you know, he's a rookie. He's coming from Vanderbilt. He's got to get used to the speed. All these plays that are coming at him so quickly. Is he like, am I lined up in the right spot? Is this is where I'm supposed to be? This is this the play? Is, and what am I supposed to go left, right? You know, and and, that, and that's the mental part. That I'm, yeah. that, that's the part I'm talking. The mental part that I'm talking about. So if you so. can grasp it, yeah. Right. But I guess you can also say that about a lot of receivers. But then again, in this offense, yeah, then you could succeed. I mean, I just think I feel like they're getting so much more done per practice than the average NFL team because the way that they run their practices. And that's, I mean, Chip Kelly is like a mad scientist. I don't know what the heck. I don't know why, you know, there aren't more teams trying to do that kind of stuff. But I just, I feel like that's definitely a bonus of being in that kind of offense and in Chip, Chip Kelly's offense in particular. Okay. Yeah. And obviously we both have him number three overall on our big boards. Um, again, you're going to see a lot of mock drafts out there where he goes, you know, later than he probably should. Uh, make sure you get on DynastyNerds.com and check out our mock drafts. We're constantly posting up our, you know, we're doing rookie, we're getting you guys on you know, Twitter to join us in these rookie mock drafts and we're posting them up as articles on the site so you guys can see and, you know, see where the value is. And I know I just did, we did a podcast last week on where we think there's good value in each round, but I mean, Jordan Matthews to me, he's, 
He's not only a number three rookie overall or wide receiver overall. He's my number three rookie overall. And, you know, he's somebody where I'm sitting at like six, seven, eight, and I see him fall. I'm jumping all over him. I, I am. I, I mean, I like him that much. I, I think he's a really, really good prospect. I think he's a really good receiver. And he's just one of the guys I think for me, he's for sure going to find success in the NFL. And those rookie mock drafts are a great way to just get a feel for how, how drafts are actually going to go. So, I mean, you've been dropping those, what, on, on the Dynasty Nerds um, Twitter handle? Is that where you've been throwing it out there? To get people to join. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, check that. If, you know, if, if somebody wants to get involved, uh, keep up with that one. And then, yeah, you know. just follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds. And, uh, you know, just occasionally every time we're ready to do a new one, I'll throw it out there. And then the first, first basically eight people to respond, nine people to respond, and we just get the mock, you know, the mock draft going right away. It's really a great exercise. It is. I mean, because it, it, then it just shows you, like, wow, I can't believe I can just got in the second round. And it, and it shows you where, you know, if there's somebody you really like a lot and you know you can get them later. Hey, maybe you should wait a little bit. Um, but I know we're jumping ahead here. Let's jump back into the first round. And the 28th overall player uh, selected, somebody that you were a little bit down on before that came around a little bit again, but, you know, Kelvin Benjamin, 6'5", 240, goes to Carolina, who had a lot of issues last year. They're 29th-ranked passing offense uh, in the league last year, averaging 190.2 yards per game. Uh, they got rid of Steve Smith. And now my biggest fear came true for Kelvin Benjamin when I didn't want him to see him do is go somewhere where he's going to be forced to be the number one wide receiver. That's really, I mean, that is the worst situation for a guy like this. He is so raw. I mean, I just, it's unfortunate for, you know, from my perspective that he needed to go somewhere where he could just sit and, and, and learn a little bit before he gets thrust mm-hmm. into such a big situation. Here's some good news out of this, though, where I've just heard, I've, I've been reading too, actually out of the horse's mouth, Kevin Benjamin's mouth, not that he's Mr. Ed, but he, they're actually using Florida State, the routes he ran at Florida State, they're using it for that for him now to help him translate to the NFL that they're actually using. And he said, hey, these are the same routes I'm running at Florida State. I'm feeling really good and fluid out of my routes, and it's really helping, um, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I actually heard the same exact thing, and that is, that is, I mean, that is a really smart idea for them. I mean, I, if you have a guy that's really raw, what do you do? tell him to do what he already knows how to do i mean you know just change yeah. up the verbiage these are the routes that you're running in college run these until you start catching on why don't it. coaches do that more it's I, like, I wish more did you know yeah i that mean it's like awesome. hey you know this we need you to be our number one guy we selected you number one overall i would have taken jordan matthews ahead of him but again i'm not a gm in an nfl team these right. guys know way more than me anyway so who am i to say you know kelvin benjamin the opportunity is there if this guy, do, again, I'm worried about it. You're worried about it. But if if he does find success, this guy could be a top 12 fantasy receiver in the NFL. I'll put it this way. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Calvin Benjamin. I mean, I've made no bones about that. But I feel that they're treating him the right way, you know, bringing him along slowly. Even though the, he is going to be thrust into a really prominent role, they really don't have any other, you know, solid NFL caliber starting wide receivers so yeah and we'll, we'll have to see i mean cam newton's there they have old running backs they have nobody else to throw the ball to so at least he's probably gonna score touchdowns at least you yeah would, and that kind of worries me too i mean you know them being the 29th offense you know passing yards per game um but again kelvin benjamin he's a big guy he's he's 
he's not young because he's 23. So, that, you know, it's not like, you know, I know there's a stat out there about, like, the younger the guys coming into the league, the better chance he has for success. So that's a worrisome, too. Calvin Benjamin is just one of those guys that I'm just going to kind of, like, let go by. There's just other guys that I'm probably – he's a little bit of a risk for me. Um, I probably won't take him. He's he's definitely a first-round value in my eyes, just not somebody I want to risk my first-round pick on. I've, I've got him ranked where I'm never going to get him on purpose. Well, I, we know you have him yeah, ranked low. I, yeah, I don't really like that guy very much. But, but, I mean, I like him just enough. Like, if he was there, like, like the second pick in the second round, the first pick in the second round, right around there, like, all right, yeah, I'm taking, you know, as long as I had, like, already had somebody else locked up, and Kelvin, I could take that risk on Kelvin. I just hate risking my first round uh, pick on Kelvin. And this is going to actually translate right into the next guy that was taking the first pick in the second round, two, actually a seventh pick in the second round, but the first receiver taking Marquise Lee, another receiver that I'm just not going to draft this year. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to put him on my board to a place where I'm just not going to get him. Uh, you know, Marquise Lee, you know, the 2012 Bolitnikoff award winner. Um, Had a rough 2013, though. Yeah, I mean, 2012, this guy's, we're talking with Sammy Watkins, like, oh, I can't wait for him to come out. He's going to be a stud, six foot, 192. Um, but then 2013 comes around, and, you know, he has his knee issues, his shin issues, and a really, you know, a really bad thing. He had a 12.3% drop rate. Yeah, it's just an alarming amount of drop. Pretty crazy. It's, I mean, it's like, what like what happened to Mark Keesley? Like, I know you're hurt. I know your quarterback is not good. Last time I checked, his hands weren't hurt, though, were they? Exactly. Like, what is that the quarterback? Or is, what, like, what is going on with Marquise Lee? Yeah. What happened? This guy was a, considered a top 10 pick. You know, kind of like the Keen Allen thing where he's considered a top pick. And then all of a sudden, injuries, drop rate, you know, quarterback stinks. It's like, what I hope is what happened was, you know, he got hurt and he knew his quarterback sucked. And he knew he was coming out in the NFL draft, and he just kind of got disinterested, yeah. and which is not a good thing. But I just hope, like, he just saw, like, he was just in a bad situation. It kind of got to him. Right, as right. being a younger guy, it just kind of got to him. Well, I mean, wide receivers are the most dependent guys out there. I mean, they're dependent solely on their quarterback. And I mean, if that guy stinks, and and you know, on top of that, you're you're injured. I could definitely see a guy just like kind of losing interest and and just kind of losing focus out there, which could cause you know the twelve percent drop. That seems a lot. That's so loud. Oh, I mean, man. And I mean, let's face it too. These receivers, I mean, they're the Katy Perry, Kanye West out there. I mean, they're the divas, you know. Uh, right. You know, I mean, I know Marquise Lee's not Katy Perry. No, she's not. I don't. I don't really know what Katy Perry's face looks like. I usually don't get that far, but. <laughs> Uh, she's cute. She's cute. <laughs> I've, gotten, yeah, I've gotten up there. I mean, Lee Lee's one of those guys. Again, I see him as like a two, like the first pick in the second round of your rookie draft, right around there. Some people might take him in the first round. I don't really see him. I wouldn't take him there. And honestly, he's just somebody. He's a risk. Him and Kelvin Benjamin to me, red flags. I definitely say Marquise Lee is more red flagged than Kelvin Benjamin. For me personally, I got that reversed. For me, I think Calvin yeah. Benjamin's pretty well, red flag. Yeah, for me, that's how I have it. Yeah. And again, I if I'm sitting there at two, if I'm sitting there, I'm taking Benjamin over Lee. That's who's sitting there. But again, I, I mean, I'd almost take I'd take something like Terrence West over both of them. Uh, but you know, Calvin Benjamin, you know, they're both like kind of red flags for me, and they're kind of like, and again, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna start we're gonna end this 
episode with a Jacksonville receiver, and we're going to start the next episode with a Jacksonville receiver and Allen Robinson. But just to let you know off the gates, I like Allen Robinson more than I like Mark Easley. I actually have him right above Mark Easley on mine. And I like what Jacksonville is doing too, man. I mean, I'm not a Jacksonville fan at all. No. But, I mean, I, you know, they're, they're really getting a really good young offense. They're putting it together, man. I mean, I mean, this is what you have to do. You get a, you know, you get a rookie quarterback, two, two rookie wide receivers to go along with them. You boost the running game in the offseason with, I mean, Toby Gerhardt. I like Storm Johnson. And then they, the that, that's Storm. I, was, I was kind of poo-pooing the, the <laughs> Toby Gerhardt, and then I was going to get to the Storm Johnson, oh. who I think has some potential, you know, late. Oh, the great way of Toby Gerhardt. Yeah. yeah. This says a lot about Justin Blackman, huh? Them taking oh, two man. receivers in the, in the second round. I think that, that, I mean, that pretty much tells you all you need to know. And they got Cecil Shorts. Right. Can't forget about Cecil. Right. I mean, I, don't, I mean, Cecil's more of a role player. I see receiver, Cecil is like a solid wide receiver three in fantasy, but I still have him. But yeah, I mean, that, the writing's on the door. I mean, I guess they're going to, you know, when Blackman comes back, maybe they'll trade him. Trade him or cut him. I honestly, if they're just fed up with him. Who knows how long the suspension? It's an indefinite suspension. So, you know, if he slips up again, he'll he might just drink his way out of the league. You know, that's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it says a lot. I mean, they really like Marquis Lee. Marquis Lee again, he's got the talent. He, but I mean, at the same time, Lee, he, he's six foot one ninety two. So he's he's not even somebody that's gonna go. He's not gonna beat you for out beat you for the out muscle you. He's for not the ball. physically imposing, right? Yeah, he's gonna beat you with his route running and getting behind you. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully not dropping the ball. Yeah. Again, I mean, you have a rookie quarterback. You know, you don't want to frustrate your quarterback like that too. Again, that's why I like Robinson. He didn't. Better. He didn't have the issue. You know, in the year that he was doing awesome in two thousand and twelve. So, I don't. I honestly think it was just kind of an aberration, but it does concern me somewhat. If, if it, Belinikoff, the twelve point three percent drop rate, right. With injuries, yeah, but you never know. I mean, you just—I mean, you gotta hope that that's that was injury related and like focus related, and that you know now that he's getting paid and he's a professional, it, you know, it all clicks in. Yeah, two guys. I mean, if you guys get them, I mean, again, they they found success in the league. I'm like, yep, saw it coming, and if they didn't, like, yep, saw it coming. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of. I yeah, wish them both. Talking the about best. him and him and Benjamin. And Benjamin yeah. yeah, I wish. I mean, I, I hope they both succeed. I really do. It's just, it's just, it's not somebody like again. I don't like. I don't really like to gamble with my first, my first round pick. I mean, they're all gambles anyways. Most, but at least in this year, I feel like there's too much talent. And I think both of these guys are going to be kind of guys that slip right out of the first round. I personally wouldn't take either one of them in the first round. No, and I probably it'd be really it'd be it'd be depends on who's there who I'm taking right above them high in the second round because then you know I'm kind of looking at some running backs there too at the same time. But I mean, I know Kelvin Benjamin with a high second round pick, I'd 100 percent take him. Lee, I might lean running back um, again for sure. I think Allen Robinson, I'd take ahead of because I, I think Allen Robinson's a first round grade. But yeah, I mean, again, those are the guys that were taken, and you know, we pretty much all first rounders, and we hit Matthews and Lee, which were top ten picks in the second round. Um, and those guys, everybody but Lee and Benjamin, are all up there in our rankings, really high. You know, sprinkle a little Eric Ebron and Bishop Sankey and Carlos Hyde and. You got yourself a really solid top eight this year, and get some really good, good, really good talent. And you know, make sure you guys are getting on DynastyNerds.com, checking out those mock drafts, checking up, checking out our rankings that we update monthly. Um, we put an article up there daily to help you guys out with some really good information. Um, I know uh, Mike Beckley just wrote a new one that's coming out here soon in the next couple of days about Johnny Manziel that really kind of opened my eyes up. Even I'm a huge Johnny fan now, but 
to say, you know, wow, I'm, I'm, I'd like to get this guy early as well. And, you know, uh, you have got any questions on Twitter, get us about Twitter and use our forum as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't hesitate. We're, uh, you know, we're here to help. So get on there and ask some questions. Yeah. I mean, you only get so many characters on Twitter where you can get really in depth on, uh, the forum and, you know, I'm on there daily to make sure I answer every question on there and give you my opinion. And we get on there and let's let you know what we're thinking. And definitely be excited when you have these trade questions or draft questions. I mean, you know, stick with your gut at the same time, but get as many opinions as you can. You know, because I know just recently on the forum, I opened some guy's eyes about Marcus Lattimore. Like, well, he, cause he was thinking about taking Hyde. He's like, I can't take Hyde because of Lattimore. And I broke down some new information about Lattimore for him. He's like, wow, you just really opened my eyes. I'm taking Hyde. Right. So it's just, you never know what you don't know. If that, does that even make sense? You don't know what you don't know? Nah, I don't know. Come on, Biggie Smalls. <laughs> Come on, Biggie Smalls. I don't know. So, again, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Dynasty Rich. And I'm at Dynasty Matt. And tune in next week, and we will keep breaking down these wide receivers. And uh, we'll pick up where we left off in Jacksonville with Allen Robinson, who was taken to, as, uh, no, Allen Robinson wasn't taken next. Paul Richardson was next. Yes, but we'll pick up in Jacksonville since we just were leaving off in Jacksonville. All right. We can bounce around. Yeah. It's our podcast. Yeah, we'll do what we want. Pipe down. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Ready, set, put Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.